I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes. Welcome to this week's episode. This week, I wanted to do actually a mini episode uh, to answer a question that I get a lot in a lot of different contexts, a lot of different formats in different ways. Sometimes just like a remark that people make in passing. Sometimes it's truthfully like a question that people are asking for an answer to. And that question is basically, where and how do you get your confidence? I have been accused of being confident. (laughs) Um, And I am. I am confident. And that is definitely a word I'd use to describe myself, something I identify with. And I agree with that assessment. Um, But every time I get this question, I laugh a little bit because immediately when I think about this idea of confidence, right, I'm immediately transported to being like 13 or 14 and reading like teen magazines. And if, if you're my age, if you grew up in the U.S., then you might remember reading like like YM or like Seventeen magazine. Um, but just like reading magazines geared toward teenage girls. And I remember reading over and over, like I remember this was really like drilled into my mind, this idea that, you know, being attractive or getting your crush to notice you or being popular, like all of those things that you want to be as a as a teenager or young adult, the, those things weren't actually about like having certain clothes or having certain makeup or whatever, even though those magazines were totally selling you clothes and makeup. But this idea that it was actually just about being confident. It was like, just be confident in who you are and, you know, your crush is going to like you or just be confident in who you are and, you know, like you'll be popular or whatever. And like, holy crap, this was the most annoying advice ever. Like it's the most frustrating thing to read as a as like a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old and you're that's like the number one thing that I think most people are struggling with at that age and then I mean a lot of people up through the rest of their lives into adulthood, but you know, now I think as as a, as a 30-year-old, I can reflect back on that. I can look back and realize that like yes, I think confidence is really important. In fact, I think it might be the key factor in a lot of those things. Like, I think that advice probably was right, or at least it was not wrong. Um, I think confidence is a good big percentage of, for me, I think what draws people to me, what helps me move through the world in my relationships. Like, it's a game-changing quality to be able to fully embody, to be able to have. But... If you've been here with me for a while, if you've heard me talk about my inner critic stuff, then you know that my inner critic is exactly that age that I was when I was reading all of this shit about confidence and I had no fucking clue how to find it for myself. I was reading it and was so pissed and so frustrated and was like, yeah, tell me I need to be confident. How how the hell do I become confident? You know, my inner critic voice 
I'm 14 years old. I'm terrified of not being good enough or of being too much or of being humiliated or rejected or abandoned just for being who I am, right? It is the opposite of confidence. And that is the voice that I kind of have on replay in my mind all the time. That's the inner critic voice that I'm dealing with. And I think that's true for a lot of you who are listening. And so, you know, my when I think about my confidence now and the way I embody that, it's, it is this constant kind of push and pull and negotiation with my inner critic and, you know, with a lot of that baggage that I carry. And so this has been like a very windy road. Um, so, of course, I'm doing a shorter episode on this because it's so complicated. But I think when it comes down to it, I really do think that confidence is something that can be boiled down to three main things in a pretty straightforward way. So I think confidence is three things. It's knowing yourself really well. It's having a good grasp on what you can control versus what you cannot control. And I think it's recognizing that other people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are thinking about you. And I'll talk about each of these. So the first piece, knowing yourself really well. I think this is this is the really can be the really tough part of confidence to figure out. I think this is like the biggest piece. And I think this is part of why the concept of self-confidence is so hard when you're a young adult because you are still figuring shit out for yourself. You're just beginning to really even discover who you are and figure out who you are and what's important to you. You know, a lot of who you are is still in process at that point. You haven't found it yet. And so, you know, I think a big part of being confident, and this is definitely true for me, is knowing exactly who you are and owning that, right? It's recognizing what beliefs are that you hold true, what things are really important to you, what you know, in relationships, it's knowing what your deal breakers are, what the kind of must-haves are for you, which then leads to you being able to create boundaries around those things, right? And because you have to know what those things are first. And it's understanding yourself in terms of what your strengths are. It's having the chance to identify what you're really good at, where your kind of personal magic is. And also, to some extent, understanding areas that might be growth areas for you, things that you're working on and really owning those and and taking ownership over those things, not just identifying them as like weaknesses. You'll notice I don't use the word weakness, but areas where you still might have some room to grow or areas that might not necessarily be strengths for you and not looking at those things as areas of lack so much as they're like, you know, those aren't the places where you shine necessarily, but knowing what those things are. And I think there's a lot of things that you can do to kind of discover this, but a lot of this is just a healthy amount of self-reflection. It's doing that looking inward, whether that is with a coach, whether that's with a therapist, whether that's in a journal, whether that's in a creative practice, but really doing that work to look inward and understand yourself. And the next element I mentioned is is more outside of yourself. It's really having a clear sense of what in your world you can control versus what you can't. And I think this is a tough thing in general, but the way that it it plays into confidence is because when we walk into a situation and we're unsure of ourselves and our surroundings, 
It's impossible for us to feel confident when we feel worried or tentative or afraid. And, you know, we feel unsure of, you know, our abilities in that space because we don't have a good sense of, you know, where we have the power to affect change or impact the outcome in any given situation. If you don't know what it is you control, if you don't know what it is that you have the power to impact, then you're going to walk into that space feeling unsure, which is the opposite of embodying confidence, right? And so what, you know, when you get clear on your locus of control, it helps you to kind of really zero in on those things that are within your power, right? The places that you do have power and allow you to really step into and own that power in a way that's then, of course, conducive to embodying confidence. You know what you have control over. You are owning that. And then conversely, you're able to identify the areas where you don't have that same control, where you don't have that same power. And while that doesn't necessarily let you just like, oh, just let go and those things don't matter anymore necessarily, but you know, it may let you begin to relinquish some of your hold on those, not necessarily completely detaching, but you know, maybe then being able to refocus some of that energy where you were focused on all of the things you can't control, focused on all of those all of those kind of, um, you know, different variables that you can't control. Instead, you can channel some of that energy into those areas where you do have control, where you do have power. And then, you know, adding that focus to those areas where you do have power and being able to step into that power with confidence, right? And so finally, I think the last piece is, this kind of recognition. We've done both the kind of self-reflection work of knowing I know who I am and what's important to me and, you know, what my strengths are. I know what I can and cannot control in my immediate environment. And then this last piece, finally, I think is recognizing that people just aren't thinking about you or what you're doing or judging you nearly as much as you think they are. People aren't thinking about you as much as you think that they are. And I think the easiest way to illustrate this is to think first about yourself. So think about yourself and what percentage of your own thoughts, what percentage of your thoughts in a given day center on judging or thinking negatively about other people. And then compare that to how much time that you spend focused or fixated on yourself. So what, you know, what mistakes you've made, what you've done wrong, what you could have done better. You know, where, where you're judging yourself. And my guess is that, I mean, one, if, you're, if you chose to listen to this podcast episode based on the title, but also I, I think just if you're a human in general, you probably spend a lot more time worried about you, worried about yourself, worried about how you're going to come across, worried about how people are perceiving you, how you are showing up in the world. I'm willing to bet that you spend way more time on that than you spend judging or analyzing other people and their behavior and nitpicking what they're doing wrong or thinking about them, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. But I think that's that's true for a lot of people. So if, if it's true for you, it's probably true for a lot of other people. I think it's true for just about everybody and even the confident people. And this has been a really powerful lesson to me, right? It's... This is a giant part of how I am able to move through the world the way that I am and with so much confidence. It's not, 
And to be clear, it's not that I've changed this. It's not that I'm now suddenly not thinking about myself. I think about myself all the time. I <laughs> spend a ton of time thinking about myself. But, you know, in self, whether it's in self-reflection, whether it's kind of, you know, arguing with my inner critic and having that type of conversation, whether it's in a space where I am feeling really self-critical or really insecure, whether it's, you know, from a space of personal development and wanting to wanting to grow and change, you know, I am, I am still spending a lot of time thinking about myself. It's not that I'm, I've somehow stopped doing that. I'm still doing that, but I'm also aware that that's also what everyone else is doing. And it's not that no one else, you know, cares about me or that no one is ever paying attention to me. I think, you know, we know that our actions and our words have power in the lives of other people. We know that other people are paying attention to what we're doing. But it's being honest with yourself and it's remembering that we are all human and in all likelihood, we are all more fixated on ourselves and our own mistakes and how we're being perceived. We're more concerned with that than we are with judging others, right? It's recognizing that everyone else is just figuring it out too. So to recap, my top three kind of confidence tips are two and, and they're kind of, they're big, but they are straightforward. Number one, get to know yourself really, really well. The things that are important to you, your strengths, your insecurities, get to know yourself really well. Number two, get clear on what you can control versus what you cannot control. And then number three, recognize that people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you are thinking about you. And I really hope that this helps anyone who's, you know, hoping to build their self-confidence. I really, I really do believe that confidence is just knowing exactly who you are and then realizing that everyone else is just figuring that same thing out for themselves too. And it's realizing that you have just as much reason to be confident as anyone else you know or that you look up to who's confident. And for what it's worth, I think you're great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes. Thank you.